Okay, we're doing it now. Fucking start Fuck, again. We're doing it live. Greetings, everyone. Ah. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I am your host, Tyler. And I am your co-host, Schrodinger Still. Ooh, see, it works just so much yes. better this way. That means you're here and not here. Yes, exactly. If you're new to the show, RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into the void. Which I remember now that I forgot to, and I remembered a second ago, and now it's a thing. About various aspects of D&D 5th Edition. Ah! Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Um, what were we saying a second ago? Fucking Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's... And we wanted to make, oh, yeah, a, mechanical... We wanted to make a mechanical... Oh, uh, Warforged tabaxi that we could then put in the bag of holding. Is that what you would call a half tabaxi? Uh, half Warforged? No, no, that's just... I can't, how would you make a half Warforged? Isn't that just it's like not a birth, cyborg? It's symbiotic, yeah. Yeah. It's like, um... Like, they have rules for, like, prosthetic limbs and a, shit nowadays. Yeah, it's a cyborg, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, it's a cyborg. Cyborg cat. Cyborg cat. Cyborg cat that doesn't have to eat. Cyborg cat. But it still does. It doesn't have to. Well, what if you put does. the sustenance ion stone with it? The cat would still eat. <laughs> That's true. You just lick its butthole. <laughs> But anyway, we were talking about cats. The movie. The movie. Which I have not seen. Have not seen. Was reading a great story about a guy that said, send me all of your reviews if you went high and saw it. Yeah. And people were, were like, I saw the face of God in that movie. <laughs> uh, you know, I was scared. I was crying the entire time. You know, just that the movie itself just looks frankly stupid. Like fucking stupid. Well, to be fair, the musical is stupid. Agreed. I don't know how it's. The, like the longest running musical with the highest grossing. I don't know how. Because people like cats. But it's just as much as we like to say we don't like cats. We like cats. I like cats. It's just about a cat dying. Yeah, and getting to the next life. That's it. The entire purpose is to get to the I don't know what it's called, but the next layer, which essentially the moon or something. Your next life. Your your not your eighth life. Jellical. Your ninth life or whatever. Jellical. Yeah. You're jellical. So. I don't I don't understand the appeal. I saw the the, the recorded movie of the play when I was in sixth grade, maybe I'm sorry. seventh grade, maybe, and uh, I don't get it. I don't get cats. Yeah, I do not get. I I I'm I'm a I'm a theater person. I I did many musicals. I do not get cats. Now, my next character will be a tabaxi. Ooh, fun! Mine too. That's gonna do cats. Ooh, no, it won't. No, my whole mine won't. my whole side quest is to become Jellical. Nope. And and move on to the afterlife. No, mine. Uh, you'll see. It's good. What is it? You'll see. Tell me. No, because then you'll shit all over it somehow. Is this for my as campaign? Lo- yeah. You're still on one character. Yeah. It's it is be- not a human. It is going to be a tabaxi. That's a mistake. Friend. I know. I know. I want to give you a heads up though. We're doing a session zero, so you might want to hold off on confirming this your character. I'm going to advise you make your character at the time. Tabaxi. Because I'm going to say some things. Tabaxi. Okay. Um, all right. Hi, everybody. Sorry, we got off. Fine. It can just be a human dressed as a tabaxi. A furry. You've made a furry (laughs) is what you've made now. (laughs) But you actually have to wear the skin of a tabaxi that you killed and skinned. Uh, I found this guy named Neil, and I I skinned the shit out of him. Yeah. He called himself Torah sometimes, and I fucking murdered him. Yes, I murdered him. He was, it was weird. Like, his midsection was, like, missing, like, some Some fur. But, yeah, I made it work. Uh, okay, so... Speaking of making it work, sorry if you can't hear me. I leaned back really far. Lean back. Uh, you wanted to discuss something specific. Yeah. So, uh, how do you? Let's say that you've been on a hiatus from a regular campaign. Okay. Uh, you went from playing every week to not playing for two months. Obviously, 
most people have forgotten what the fuck was going on. Yes. You have life to think Who about. Who are we? Who are what we? What were we doing? What were we doing? Where are we? Why are we here? All these things. What was the voice I was using? Exactly. <laughs> I was trying. I don't have it. I'm uh, anyway. How do you <clears throat> get you just do that back into it? That's a very good question. What and whose the, responsibility is that? Whose responsibility is it? How do you get back into it? Like, there's got to be like some way to get a group into the groove quickly and pick up where you left off. Well, that's my first question is you're talking about getting back into the swing of an existing campaign after a hiatus. Yes. My first question is, does it have to be quick? Yes. Why? Because I don't want to spend another three weeks getting back into character. No, I'm not talking about three weeks. I'm talking about half a session, two hours. That's, of, that's quick. Of like, that's quick. Of like sitting at the tavern. If you played... 16 sessions talking then I feel like half a session isn't that long to get back into the thing alright so you think half a session is an acceptable time what about a whole session no too long you think a whole session is too long too long I shouldn't need to take that long to get back into what I was doing well then this leads to the second question the obvious question whose job is it I think it's on everybody I think it's a group effort I think it's explicitly on the person who's responsible for the hiatus it's everybody nope whoever wasn't available because they were in a coma that person has to catch this all up. No, but the, there's never a situation where it's going to be just one person that kept everyone out because everyone would have continued if it's just one person, unless it's the DM. You, you don't think people are going to just show up and be like, "All right, DM, what were we doing?" Um, no, I, well, I don't think they should. That's the I think that's the entire point. Yes. How do you go? Should okay? Should the DM message people ahead of time, say, "Okay, guys, here we were. Here's what was happening." You know, let's talk a little bit about what your characters wanted and what they were doing and why we were here before. Like, if you want to start a chat beforehand or something, is that something to do? I think that is the easy, obvious solution of in your group chat, you go, what were we doing? Mm -hmm. And somebody says, this is what you were doing. Yep. That's that's a really easy way Continue. to catch everybody up mm -hmm. on what was happening. Yeah. Um, it doesn't solve the personality and role-playing problems. Which players so, will run into. Do you think that by sending that message out that people would be, like, in the mindset to get in the mindset? Like, when they start thinking about, what was I doing, do you think they start thinking of it on a personal level, then? I would like to think yes, but it really comes down to your player, right? Okay. Every week, every two weeks when we play, yeah. in the car beforehand i'm yelling at myself in my australian accent uh -huh. to get back uh -huh. into it right uh -huh. like because yep. i gotta yep. i gotta get it to the point where my brain is just doing it without me saying it so if we took three months off i would have to do the exact same thing but just probably more so i just run my chest to get in the mood yeah you're very sensual yes you should do more cat's shoulder I'm not shoulder, a cat damn it shoulder swings i'm not a cat there's a lot of shoulder work in theater what's up with that it, that's how you express your body in a bigger mode. Uh, that way people can see you in the, you know, far back. Like in Chicago, even Chicago, there's a lot of fucking shoulder wiggles. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, the that's how you, that's expressing your whole body. It's not just moving your arms. Well, you know, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but I think the challenge for everybody at the table is re-immersing people who were distant to begin with. Mm -hmm. And like, Pulling, pulling everybody back into the story as opposed to just, like, one person being like, ready to go, and everybody else is like, eh. 
So, so what are some know. ideas that you have? I I, ideas that I have are fucking kick them in the nuts. Um, a scene, doing a a scene, Ooh, effectively, I like, that. like a role play encounter, to okay. get everybody back into. So just have something set up where you guys left off here. You are now in this place. And this happens. You're telling the bard is singing a song and he wants to know about your adventure and you have to like go through what were we doing? Oh yeah, that time we killed that thing, you know. Maybe maybe that amount of time passed in the game as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to and you have to relive. God, I hope not. I've done that before. That's actually and I've done that before. Whenever I know that if I'm DMing and I know a break is coming, like we're all gonna take off for Christmas and New Year's, so we're going to yeah. be off for two or four weeks, however however often you play. I'll say, this much time is going to pass in-game. Think about what your characters were doing in that time. Yes. So I feel like... But let's say that we can't do that for the current campaign. Uh, because we were currently in the Feywild getting our asses handed to when us. when you come back. And then, yeah. So if we were in the Feywild, if you're in the Feywild for a month, holy shit. You're, you become part of the Feywild yeah. at that point. Uh, I really do think it requires a an encounter. I'm putting an encounter in air quotes of the DM being somebody yep. and the players being themselves yep. and trying to navigate memory in a way that feels natural um, where you actually start to remember the things. Mm-hmm. So like the DM kind of offering prompts or the players offering prompts that are responding like a to. Like magical ad lib. Yeah, because, um, you know... Or a Mad Lib, if you would. Oh, God. Your previous session was just a dungeon crawl, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, but you you killed something important, um, and that was three months ago in real life. So how do you, the DM, try to jog everybody's memory? Like, remember, there was also the things on the walls that suggested there was some other bad guy? You See, know? Yeah, and that that's the thing. Like, what kind of, like... I'm the DM. I have to make sure that they keep these things in mind yes. because there are nuances that I write in a story. And you've got notes, so you've got it, yeah. in theory, already written down. So how do I make sure that that stuff isn't lost? Like, yeah, obviously, if you fought a dragon, you remember fighting a dragon. Yeah. But do you remember the, the crystal that the dragon dropped or something? Yes. Do you remember the, the extra special you know, fingernail painting on the dragon that was special sigils yeah. I described in detail and if nobody wrote notes down or maybe they wrote notes dragon cool symbol cool on dragon, foot cool dragon foot yeah you know like and I come back I wrote cool dragon foot what does that mean and the DM just fucking stares at you what does that mean you know <laughs> uh, so it, I guess it, it really it comes down to a lot of more work on the DM's part so how much do you give them then fucking nothing kill them all burn it down start over it's not a bad plan <laughs> New campaign. So, okay, fair enough, but do you think that that might actually happen, where if you just take some time off, you just say, fuck it, old campaign is done, those characters did their thing, new campaign? I am nodding, because if if that downtime is long enough, yes. If that downtime is like five, six months, yes. Why are we going back into that? Obviously, no one's going to remember. I'm probably writing something else as a DM. Players probably want to be different characters at that point. I think even enough time. Yep, start again. Start start fresh. Interesting. Interesting. But if it's if it's two months, and you know we we have to level seven or eight, it's like I really want to get back into this character. I want to play that guy. You know, I'm I'm finally making progress. Then I, as the DM, would definitely put a burden on my players. Like, okay, it's this is what happened. 
it is your responsibility to talk amongst yourselves to try and recall the important information, who you are, and what you are doing. Fortuitously, uh, my group does a very good job of A, note-taking, and B, we have a website to dedicated to the campaign where we post all of our recaps so we can all go in and look what happened. But it's still a difficult thing just to be in the mindset. Yes. Especially if you're doing a great job of role-playing, it's tough to just swing back into that. I personally uh, plan on just, you know, smacking myself in the head with a hammer a few times because that's what my character would do. So, I don't know. Have you been on a hiatus? Yeah. That's you're asking? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Last time that my group on Mondays played was October 28th. Holy bejeebus Christmas, yeah. really. Yeah. And are you starting next Monday? Yep. Wow. Do you remember what you were doing? Yes. Yeah, very, very much so. Okay. I'm yes. very good about that. Yeah. But uh, everyone is in the group. But it's still a question of, like, I'm worried that people will still take time to find their voice, to find the the character, to remember why they were doing what they were doing. Um, and I was just... I was just trying to think of ways that I can get myself back in it sooner, how I can get the team back in it. I think a session X.5, you know, session 13.5 or whatever, mm-hmm. was a necessity in that case. Okay. Where you're like, all right, guys, we're spending the first two hours here tonight. You are around the bonfire talking, you know. Oh, the bonfire. A merchant shows up. Fuck you, Dark Souls. You bought some, you bought some stuff from him, but he wants to break bread with you mm-hmm. and talk about your trials. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get that treasure? You just sold him that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe it's maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it's all right. You are at the town vendor selling the stuff you just got from the, the dungeon. He wants to know about it, and mm-hmm. you have to tell him about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it necessitates a point five session, like a mini a mini RP adventure oh i like that i like that that's a good idea yeah maybe but my my uh in our last bit of this first segment here i wanted to relate this to immersion at the start of a campaign mm-hmm. just fresh okay you know that sounds good quickly getting everybody in the sense that we are where we are mm-hmm. um and we've we started a campaign recently where we just all ended up on an island yep uh we weren't actually wait, no we didn't end up on an we ended no. up in a city in a city with all the shared goal of going on a boat to an island, mm-hmm. um, which was, a, a, uh, you know, it worked mechanically and narratively, um, but it was strange to be dropped into a place that we knew we'd be leaving, right? I feel like actually a lot of stories start like that. It, and I, my point is I don't feel that it allows, and you're, you might be right, doesn't necessarily allow for us to get immersed into a place. Mm-hmm. Um you know, video games and stuff don't start that way. You get dropped into the town or whatever. I feel like there's a few Skyrim, games out there. White Helm, you're there the whole time. Yeah, but you don't start there. You start okay, about yeah, to get... you start up. Okay, you start in a different place. You start you leave very quickly. Right down the road from White Helm. Okay. You go immediately back there for a follow up mission. Not right. immediately, like a little while later. Yeah. But, but it's. I think that's. I think that's the point. Is stories start where they start, but that's not. The point of maybe the story. So you're saying that I don't necessarily need to immerse somebody in the immediate environment. But the world. But the world. Yes. So how can you do that at the beginning of a story? Honestly, I feel I feel like a, a history lesson's in order. Like, I feel like it'd be good to, like, take time and really dive into the history of the world that the characters would know. And, like, 
give them like yeah. some sense of where they came from before they got to where they are. Which is always really awkward for characters when one of them's two hundred years old, one of them's twelve, mm-hmm. one of them's seven, yep. and one of them's in his forties. Yep. And they're all Another reason I think that our elf group works so well. Because they're all the same age. They're from the same relative place. Yep. They all knew the same pool of knowledge. Yep. But when you bring a group together that one of them's an elf, one of them's a tiefling, one of them's a halfling, and one of them had his memory wiped by somebody, you know, that guy knows nothing. That guy knows everything. Yeah. You know, the whole history of the world for this elf, unless yeah. he was incredibly secluded. Like, you know, even still, like, you spent 500 years on a planet you're gonna get to know the fucking planet yeah i feel that elves really cheapen the progress of history in my in my recent experience of trying to tell trying to tell uh you know multiple stories over the course of decades um you like you know somebody makes an elf character who's 250 years old like well they would remember a lot of things that happened um so like i can't you know if there was how much? How okay? The, take the world population of the of the medieval deity world. Yep. Say it's fifty million people. Cool. What percentage of that is elves? Do you think? Fifty million humanoids. Ten. Mm, Ten. Yeah. So. I'd say probably thirty percent human. So you're saying five million elves? Yeah. If there's five million elves. And a chunk of them participated in society, yeah. right? Like, say, half. Say, two, 2.5, just say 2 million elves participate in global society. Mm-hmm. It would be very, very hard, in my opinion, to have some thing, some disastrous thing happen, because the elves could sit there and go, no, we did this before, and it was horrible. Yeah, but I think that lends itself to the arrogance maybe of other races saying yeah you did it before and it's fine but we'll do it better this time or is it more the arrogance of elves looking it down and going oh my god they're gonna fuck this up again maybe just letting it happen maybe could be good but to answer your original question i think that it's all a matter of getting people caught up on the world yeah i catch because if you say i'm 50 i'm here cool then your history starts at that point. Whereas if your history started 50 years ago, suddenly you have a lot to draw on. Yeah. You have something that ties you to the world. But history always gets filled in during the session, too, where you make a knowledge history check. Like, do I, would I know that? Yeah, make a knowledge history check kind of thing. I feel like I, I honestly try to avoid making knowledge history checks like that because I don't ask, can I make a knowledge history check? I say, you know, I'll say I lived in this place at this time. You know, do I recall anything about this? I'm a big fan of that format of players shouldn't be saying, can I make a check? Players should be saying, players should be saying, I want to try and jump across the chasm. I want to try and pick the lock. Yes. Do I know that? You know, I want to try and seduce the barmaid. Not even, but back to the, do I know that? I do know this is this because of that. Do I know this? Yeah. Can I make a check to see if I know this? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 actively trying as a player to not ask. Can I make a check? I'm actually trying to say yes. this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm trying, um, and it's working out pretty well. Uh, but the history thing is weird because you again, if you're 200 years old, you should ha- you should know a lot, and it's really hard to give all that information and to a player. May- maybe the DC is just different then. A 200 year old elf may have a DC 10, and a 15 year old human might have a DC 20. That's that's a very interesting thing you just bring up. Talk about more of that later. All right. 
Um, let's take so five. Calm. So relaxed. Who? You. I know. I'm leaning back. Got my mic in my hand as opposed to on the boom. Take a good old relaxing. Okay, we'll be back. Bye. Okay, hi, we're back. Are we? Shady's back. Are you sure that back we are actually again. recording right we now? We are recording. Like you, you fucked this up. Like a little red thing there. Okay. I didn't mean I didn't do anything the last time. I don't know why I was doing that. But yeah. We're recording yeah, now. Yeah. Whatever. We can't ever just get the technical stuff right. Right. Like it just. We've been doing this for a long time at this point. Should really think we'd have it down by now. But I don't. It's like we finish each other's sandwiches. Thanks, Frozen Girl. Anna. What? what? From Frozen. Literally from Frozen. Oh, and I was thinking of like Jonah Hill because he said that in something. I remember what. Frozen. No, he's the snowman in Frozen. Yeah, I was thinking of Jonah Hill. Uh, it's a line in Frozen. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. What are we doing? We're talking about a thing. What thing this time? Polymorphing. <gasps> Polymorphing. We're talking about polymorphing because I was talking, I was. I tweeted about it at Jeremy Crawford and he responded to me and now we're best friends. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you guys had that moment. Did he follow us? No, of course not. Ah, Why would damn. he follow us? Because nope. he likes Nobody us. Nobody follows us. You people don't even follow us. That's true. If Although I don't blame anyone because fuck Twitter. I know. Honestly, right now, like I just tried to pull up the tweet that I tweeted at Jeremy Crawford and he responded, and I don't fucking understand the mechanics of Twitter. It's I fucked, stupid. Fuck Twitter. I'm going to make a Rolling Stones Vantage Instagram just post memes all day. Please do. Yeah. Mm. All right, so I want to get to... I want to get to do you have I, to give people credit when you post the memes? You don't have to, but it's usually the right thing to do. Okay. I'll figure out who did these things then. Um, I'll get to my tweet eventually, but I do want to talk about true polymorph. And I want to talk about regular polymorph. Fuck regular polymorph. Nobody cares. I want to talk about true polymorph for one specific reason. Go ahead. Because um, I'm going to reiterate really here. Choose one creature or non-magical object that you can see within range 30 feet. You transform the creature into a different creature. The creature into a non-magical object, or the object into a creature. The object must be neither worn nor carried by another creature. The transformation <coughs> lasts for the duration, uh, one hour, mm-hmm. or until the target drops to zero hit points if it dies. If you concentrate on this spell for the full duration, one hour, the spell lasts until dispelled. Can you back up and say that one more time? If you concentrate on this spell for the full duration, the spell lasts until dispelled. Go on. Side note, the spell has no effect on a shape changer or a creature with zero hit points. Boo. And unwilling people can make saves. So a corpse isn't an object? That's different. A creature with zero hit points is not the same as a corpse. Isn't it? No, because this is specifically referring to an unconscious thing. That's is why it? That, it doesn't say a dead thing. It doesn't say dead. It's so I can take a skeleton points. and turn it into a yes. not skeleton. Yes. You can take a skull, because that's an object, right? Yeah. A skeleton is many different objects. Eh, tomato, tomato. But I, I think that's very specific why they say a creature with zero hit points so and not a dead. So I could take a mystery box and turn it into a boat? Correct. Oh, interesting. You can turn a boat and turn it into a mystery box. Interesting. Um, Wait, no, you can't. You can't turn an object into another object. Ah, oh, damn it. Creature into okay. a creature, so creature could, into an object, could object into a creature. I turn that's fucked up. a box into a warforged boat? Very interesting question. This is this is why I like True Polymorph. The options, the possibilities are fucking endless. What level spells it? Ninth, of course. Yes, it's the huge. fucking options should be limitless. Yes. It's a ninth level spell. Uh, the material component is a drop of mercury, gum arabic, and a wisp of smoke. 
but nothing like substantial. No money. No money. No. No money. I could use my arcane focus and just boop you. Regular polymorph needs a caterpillar cocoon. That makes sense, actually. Um, so you can turn a creature into a creature, a creature, object into a creature, or a creature into an object. So I could turn you into a pot of petunias? Or a whale. Or a whale. Interesting. Yes. No, I can't. No, creature into creature, I can turn you into a whale? If you turn a creature into another kind of creature, yep. the new form can be any kind you choose whose challenge rating is equal to or yep. less than the target. Yeah, yeah, I can turn you into a whale. That's okay. Or its level if the target doesn't have a challenge rating. The target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the new form. It retains its alignment and personality. Um, can we simultaneously do it? Interesting. Ready my action. So when he casts Polymorph, I cast Polymorph. We can't ca- concentrate for an hour then. Why not? Uh, uh, hold on. Because the creature is limited in its actions it can perform by the nature of its new form. Yeah. And it can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hands or speech unless the new form is capable of such. Okay, so go to creature into object. Creature into object. Because I maintain a whale could maintain concentration. If you turn a creature into an object, it transforms along with whatever it is wearing and carrying into that form as long as the object's size is no larger than the creature's size. Okay. The creature statistics become those of the object, and the creature has no memory of time spent in this form after the spell ends. After the spell ends. But during... During, I remember. It's just living in a fucking hellscape yes. so of being a pot of So the question is, uh, does a plant have an intelligence score? No. Plants don't have intelligence. Why not? It's creatures that are plants don't have intelligence. Why not? Are you pulling up a plant? Yeah, pull up a plant. Pull up a plant. Medium plant. Bridesmaid of Zucatamai. Uh, it's got a 14 int. Okay, hold on. We're going to find a, a proper plant. Uh, okay, well, I'm just going through plant monsters. A male steeder has 2 int. Um, What's the mound? Shambling mound? Shambling mound, yes. Plants aren't supposed to have int. If I think it's a living creature, it has to have int. Plants didn't used to have int. They have to have shambling int. Shambling int is a 5. A creature does. by nature has to have int. You'd also think creatures have to have con, but they don't. Yeah, they do. Oh, wait. Hold on. What are you talking about? Everything has to have at least one. Otherwise, it ceases to function. This is different than 3.5. Okay. Things used to not I... have things, right? Yes, we understand this is 5th edition. Yes, right. it is different than Anyways, 3.5. so you're arguing that a plant... I'm arguing that now... A non-magical object. That's, that's the thing. Do I turn it into a literal... Thing of petunias, in which case, yes, it yes, does not have creature an into a non-magical object. Can I turn you into a living, like an, a creature, like a creature bowl of petunias, like an animated yeah. bowl of petunias? Yeah. So you maintain concentration on your like spell, like a Groot, and then we can just be a whale and a bowl of petunias for the rest of time. So this is the interesting thing: um, is is can I concentrate on the spell in my new form? So. I think if a druid can concentrate when it's a fucking wolf, I think you can concentrate while you're whatever the fuck you're going to be. It can't, if you if I turn you into a creature, which is what you're arguing, a magical plant creature, I can't cast spells. Can't cast spells. Or any other action that requires, I can't cast spells unless my new form is capable. The plant's not capable of casting a spell. Doesn't say anything about concentrating on a spell. It... Is there an intelligence required to? There's intelligence. There's intelligence minimum cast spell. I agree. Which would suggest there's intelligence minimum I, concentrate I would say spell. Any kind of intelligence constitutes. No. So turning you into a fucking goldfish, I think you should be able to concentrate on I a spell. I think there's a actual intelligence requirement to cast spells, isn't there? I think it's anything bigger than one, isn't it? Because I know feeble mind makes it so you can't cast spells, but it also puts your intelligence at like one. 
To cast one of these spells, you must expend a spell slot. I'm looking at wizards. Yeah. Um, preparing uh, a combination. Okay. To prepare a spell. That's you, preparing choose a spell. Number, choose a number of wizards. Hold on. Your spell book equal to your intelligence modifier. The spell must be of level two. Example. All right. This is fucking weird. This is fucking weird, people. Can a potted, can a magical potted plant concentrate on polymorph casting a spell? Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So you're saying you cast me, you turn me into a potted plant. We go same time. Bam, bam. I you turn into another potted plants. Yep. And we concentrate on it for an hour. Whale potted plant. And then we're then we're both a whale and a potted plant for all time. Interesting. You can ride on my back. We go through the fucking seas of life. So I wanted to get to this I mean, part I'll die because I'm not in water, but... Because the assumption is you Living gain the abilities... The you gain the abilities of the target. Yep. If I, if I boop you into a uh, celestial, guess what? You have celestial powers now. hey Um, Because the target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the new form. It retains its alignment personality. That's the only thing you keep. Okay. If I turn you into a centaur... Yep. You gain the game statistics of a centaur. I'm a centaur. Life's good, baby. So I'm very perplexed because your mental ability scores yep. reflect your knowledge, yep. your application of that knowledge, yep. and, your, and some would say your personality, yep. right? Your charisma, uh-huh. but you retain your personality. Yeah. So if I am a wizard yep. and I have a high intelligence. Yep, with you so far. And I know polymorph. Yep. And you turn me into a plant. Yep. My game statistics wouldn't have allowed me to prepare polymorph, so I wouldn't know polymorph. Uh, wait. <laughs> Why would your intelligence go down? This is my question about the spell. Your mental ability scores are also replaced by the creature you're going into. But how do you determine that? I don't know. That makes no sense. It makes That's no wrong. fucking sense. No. Right? Physical, I get. Totally get. 100%. Correct. I no. Your your, minus... your intelligence, your wisdom, your charisma are also no, that replaced. Makes no sense. It doesn't. It makes no because sense. it explicitly says you retain your alignment and personality. How do I retain my alignment and personality if my intelligence and wisdom and it's charisma changed? Yeah, if it's a two, how do I know what intelligence how do I know what alignment is? How do I I'm just a beast at that point. If I took a dumb exactly I took a dumb, angry, uh savage like uh goblin, right? Like yeah. I'm evil because eh, intelligence and I turn into a human eight. wizard? And I turn into a... Exactly. I turn into a something awesome. Granted, the challenge rating thing would be a little weird uh, fucking, there. Fucking... Uh, uh, fucking... What's uh, like a slush or like a diva well, or something? Well, again, we have to work around the challenge rating something problem somehow. We're level 20. Fuck it. <laughs> what, um, what can't we turn things into? Oh, Tarrasque? No, its challenge rating has to be equal to or less than the creature that you started with. Wait, what? I thought it has to be equal to or less than my challenge rating. No. The targets. The new form can be any kind you choose whose challenge rating equal to or less to than the targets. Oh, okay. So, like, the goblin would have to be a high challenge rating. But we could probably find something with a high intelligence. We're about level 20. We can make ourselves whatever we want. <laughs> we'd have to find something with a high... We can make ourselves whatever we want. Getting away from we this. We can make ourselves whatever we want. Don't you understand? Into we... a boat. We can be, Sorry, I just we can screamed be liches. Isn't that a quick way to be a lich? Whoa. Whoa. A uh, no phylactery lich? Whoa. No, you'd fall apart. Would you? This is my question. There's so many questions. I have so many questions. What's about your lunch? 17? Uh, something like that. I have so many questions about this it's fucking sub-20. spell. It's sub-20. What is going on with this fucking spell? It makes no sense. Nothing about it makes any sense at no, all. No, true polymorph is a terrible spell. It's a terrible spell. No, it's amazing, but it's, it's terrible. so terrible. It's broken in every like, way. 
Exactly. I say I'm level 18, yeah. try to be a lich. Why don't you just chew polymorph me into a lich? Yeah. Done. I'm lich. Done. I have all their abilities. I did it. Um, it says I have all their abilities, right? You have the game statistics, including mental ability scores. Game statistics, right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, the target assumes the hit points of its new form, and re- and when it reverts to its normal form, the creature returns to the number of hit points it had before it transformed. So even after they kill me as lich, I just go back to you being a level to twenty human. wizard. So it's non-flattery lich because if you die, you, you don't have you become a wizard again. And then they're like, "Oh shit!" There's a I full health a wizard right here. <laughs> Fuck this game. Um, I think we just did it. We we that's the game, right? Like we just won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was so like, yeah. The creature is limited in the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form. So. We turn each other into maybe not religious. Let's just say dragons, lich potted plants, big ass dragons. As long as they're lower challenge rating than us. So uh, challenge rating nineteen dragons each from level twenty. We go fucking hang yeah, out. Yeah, I really feel like that sets up an incredibly challenging fight, right? Like you, I want to imagine make... I'm fighting the dragon. God, oh, yo, oh, bar- oh, oh, it's, big it's battle! Us. Oh. We, we killed we him. Killed... Hello, oh, I'm sorry. I'm a level 20 wizard now. Like, talk about second health bar phase two. Fuck that fight. Jesus. Oh, God. So, this leads into... I'm not going to be DM next. I need to forget about this before I'm a DM again. This leads into what I tweeted at Jeremy Crawford uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Because I don't understand this spell. Jeremy Crawford, if I true poly a player into another humanoid and it gains levels, then reverts to its original form from whatever cause... How does that experience translate? You does it lose to, any levels? You didn't even need to DM Jeremy Crawford. I could have told you this. What were you going to tell me? Experience is experience, baby. You keep the experience. Experience is experience, baby. Yeah. His his reply to me, if I can fucking find it. Where Where's my... Oh, my God. I hate this. It, that, was, that was the reply. Experience is experience. You yeah. retain the levels you gained. Yeah. That's it. So at level... When your character gains XP and D&D, they can't lose those points. Also, experience points belong to the person, not the person, not the, not form. the form, the not person the was in the game. So, yes. my, Till has experience. Yeah. Tyler has experience. Yeah. Not my character has experience. You know what I really fucking don't like? What? That answer? No, once upon a time, you could lose experience. Well, there, that was there a big follow up conversation. There costs to do things. That was a big follow up conversation because he tweeted about how there's no way to lose experience, and somebody's like, check how many things. And he's like, okay, fine, check how many things. You know? The, uh, I found this to be a very interesting answer, because you just have to use experience to uh, fucking cast spells, cast spells and no. shit. Because again, I'm changing you into something. Yep. Who have totally different intelligence and wisdom. Dude, we're level seventeen each. We're both wizards. Dragon, dragon. We'll gain levels as dragons. If we fucking no, fall we as dragons. Level twenty. Well, no, even if, 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 if we fall as dragons, okay, we're wizards. Kill whatever's in front of us. I'm gonna Move say on. sorcerer though, because it'd be hard to repair the spells. As a wizard, from your spell book. Why? Because you the level the number of things you could prepare would be different because of the rules about yeah, being a wizard. But okay, we just fought as dragons together. No, what whatever's fucking there is nearly dead. You can't. It, it you actually can't prepare spells if you're the dragon. You can't prepare spells because your game statistics don't allow you to. You're not a wizard, even though you retain your line of personality. You can for- sorcerers get true polymorph? True polymorph is a spell. For bards, warlocks, and wizards. Bards. Bards. Bard. Bards. 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 The answer. Yeah. I mean, because then you get to tell your story about what the time you were a dragon. Yeah. 
Imagine all the stories you can tell. And you know, when you pop out of into your bard form from your dragon form, you can guitar solo right yeah. there. Yeah, right there and there. Wow, just fucking kill everybody. I think it's a very confusing spell. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's broken as fuck. And if anybody so ever broken. actually gets to use this spell, you could do ungodly things with it. Man, I know, Jesus we, really fucked up by not doing this. He really fucking did. Um, but I'm still kind of fascinated by the experience thing, though, because... That makes sense to me. You know... You as a person are gaining the experience. Your character is gaining the experience. So, this, here's my follow-up, right? I polymorph you. You're Till the Bard. Yep. Uh, I poly- I am Tyler the Bard. I polymorph you into Horgork the Orc Barbarian. Cool, great. And you level as Barbarian. Yeah, cool, awesome. Because your stats allowed you yeah, to do that. Yeah, solid. Get- oh, man, you got knocked out. Fuck. So what? Boof, back into a Bard. I still remember that shit. Don't I? Doesn't it say specifically in the spell that I still remember everything? And is it experience just remembering So this shit? is my thing, right? You now are Bard Barbarian. Yeah. What if your original character didn't have the stats to multi-class as a no, fucking no, 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 barbarian? No, 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 you're not a barbarian. You just have the ex- experience. It's just life. It's not necessarily learning this specific ability. Okay, so you're saying I, I turned you into Hogork the Orc. Yeah. You leveled three times. Yeah. Boom, you're back to the Bard. Yeah. Now you've leveled three times in Bard. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 none of this makes sense. No, it doesn't. This is the darkest timeline. Nothing makes sense. This is horrible. Yes. I hate it. I agree. I really don't like it. Totally agree. I don't like the answer he gave me. I don't like a lot of ninth level spells, really, because they're just fucked. Yeah, there's just so much going on that's like. And they made Wish so fucking open. Wish. wish. It used to be like. Well, no, those rules are still there. You can create a magic item. You can do a thing. Yeah, but. But it's your DM discretion. Exactly. So if you have a nice DM, yeah, whatever, fine, cool, do it. Back in the day, it used to be like a terrifying thing to cast a wish. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if you worded it just ever so slightly I mean, that's, wrong. Again, that's up to your DM. Like, he could be a dick. No, but I mean, if you not. say, I wish for 20,000 gold pieces, there's no fucking that up, which I think is one of the things you can wish for on the wish I list. I think they all fall from the sky and hit you in the face and cause damage. <laughs> Ooh, kill you. One damage each. Yeah, or just amount of it just crushes you. Yeah. <laughs> Take 10, 10 d10. In did. the bank, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you 20,000 gold pieces. It belongs to somebody else. It's... So somebody was just carry around with it? No, it's oh the Red God. Baron's in his vault. It's no longer in his vault, and it belongs to you now. And he doesn't, he's not happy about it. He comes and finds and kills you. Party. Yeah. Walking down the street. Yeah. Me, you, Danny B, David, whoever else. We have a fucking portable hole. I go to pull it out. Tabaxi. Not, There's it, a tabaxi in it. It's not there. Because somebody, somebody wished for a portable, portable hole. Exactly. <laughs> we would be pissed. Oh, we'd First be so of all, we go back to whatever town we in, assuming someone stole it, burn the town down, don't find it. Now we have to track this now thing we have to down. Track, how do you track it? Oh, my the, God. The spell, the locate object. Locate object? Yes. But it only works at 1,000 feet. You just walk around. Correct. Casting it nonstop Correct. until you find it. Correct. And then you find it and you fucking No, you cast a wish. I, would, I need to know. I wish to know who stole my portable fucking hole. divine intervention. Where is my portable hole? No, you, you don't want to ask for it back. You want to go on the adventure. I want to find that person and tell them and teach them a lesson. All right. The point is ninth level spells are I have insane. so many great ideas right now. I have so many questions. I have no answers. Oh, ninth level spells are the best. I don't think we learned. Worst. We definitely learned things, and we didn't solve anything. If anything, we caused more problems. So many issues. Um, sorry, we were like super giddy during. I this. want all of you to give it to us for this one, because I feel like we are ruining something, and I want you to give it to us and tell us why we're not ruining it. Yeah, really inform me. How are you using true polymorph yeah. in a Have way you? that makes sense? I don't know anyone that's ever true polymorph shit. I don't. Uh, polymorph, yes. I love polymorph. Yeah, but I've never seen someone use true polymorph before. 
All right. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. All the places. Follow us on Twitter at RWD Podcast. I sometimes tweet at Jeremy Crawford. And feel free to send us topics you want to hear about for your D&D rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next time. Till then. Thank you.